0: Warning, what follows is a story of monsters,
1: madness,
0: and mayhem. My name, according to the prophecy, is Nick.
1: <laughs> and I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird Feared, a barely podcast. that to
0: enlighten, entertain, and expand your world.
1: Some sort
0: of prophecy Yo, yeah you did too huh yeah. Hey well never forget Like most things in
1: life Never forget Yeah because I haven't seen you in Longer than normal now It's been
0: longer than normal It's been a couple weeks yep. But a bunch of busy beavers over here Pro- the, prophecy the prophecy
1: is fulfilled My- Mine is maybe The prophecy maybe I
0: don't think all the signs have shown themselves yet Okay I think the prophecy is still ongoing Okay But the prophecy was that we would return to these beautiful desks that we're not sitting in, these metaphorical desks that we sit at (laughs) as we record these podcasts. Uh Um, We've returned to the scene of the crimes, and the crime is having fun partying. Hell yeah. So uh, I guess we're going to commit more crimes tonight.
1: Yeah. We're going to sip our Big Muddy Monster Pumpkin Smasher ales.
0: Yeah, from Murfreesboro, Illinois, from Big Muddy Brewing. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. Zach picked this up when he was doing his busy things on tour, and I am extremely grateful because the label contains a Sasquatch holding a beer, which, again, is right up my alley. Big,
1: muddy monster.
0: A big, muddy monster, (laughs) because who knows truly what he is. Yeah. Holding a beer, a couple pumpkins, and smashing a jack-o'-lantern.
1: Oh, yeah. Pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah, it says, best if kept refrigerated, best when in my body.
1: Yeah. And it is pretty good, and a perfect beverage to open spooky season officially.
0: We're here. This will be the first podcast of the spookiest of all months. Yeah. As we're waist high, chest high in the horror quarter? Neck chest high. We're neck? Yeah. All right. Maybe. I was, yeah. No, chest to neck, that region. Yeah. Yep. We're in it.
1: Well, let's talk about some spooky stuff let's do it let's get into it so you know i'm gearing up for an episode trying to figure out what i'm going to talk about and i was like uh-huh. let's see what classics we can get into you know like yes like the uh what's the studio company like universal yeah universal those monsters. universal monsters yeah, for sure like what can we dig out of one of those yeah so i set my eyes on yeah. the mummy good he's a good target. And I was like, "What? What's really going on with the mummies? I mean, they're just dead guys." So, like,
0: also oh, that entire sentence is incredible to me. <laughs> what's going on what's with the with mummies? <laughs> they're dead guys. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh huh. So I was like, "Let's let's get into mummies." All right, let's do let's it. See what that's about. And there's some stuff. I bet there's some stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, mummy business. So I may have mentioned a little bit about this back in an old episode. Had to be a few years ago now. At this point, okay,
0: we've been again. We've been in this for a while.
1: Um, medicine. Oh no!
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, just people's body parts for things to yeah. heal you.
1: Yeah. So, a popular ingredient in medical uses and apothecaries uh, in Renaissance Europe, prior to Renaissance Europe, was an ingredient called mamiya.
0: Excuse me. Mamiya.
1: Or mummy. <laughs> uh, mummy. Uh, so this medicine was, I feel like it got mixed up a little bit at some point. Was
0: somebody mixed up a mummy?
1: Well, eventually. But the, there's a sort of medicine in Arabian medical writings that was called mummiya. And mummy is has a lot to it, handle. It was like a, it was called like a pitch-like substance. Okay, so it's like, like
0: a, it's like a thing,
1: like a like a thick paste kind of is m- what I gather from that.
0: Mummy, yeah. I'm gonna keep saying it that way because I can't help myself.
1: Yep. And uh, it seems like it got maybe mixed up or changed somewhere along the lines because at a certain point. Mumia just becomes mummy. Okay. And it doesn't seem to be like some sort of natural mineral thing anymore.
0: It just means a dead mummified corpse? Yeah. Well, Or yes. parts? No? Pretty parts, much. Parts of people? People parts?
1: Just people. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so some of the fascination with this seems like it goes all the way to back to like the Greek and Romans. Okay. Because... They were also fascinated with what was they were finding in like ancient Egypt type stuff. Sure, yeah. Uh, So, well,
0: imagine you just used to you know putting your people in the ground. You come across this thing. You're like, what do they do to this guy? Yeah. What's happening here?
1: Yeah. So, around the 12th century, mummy began more to just be kind of corpse parts or mummies. Uh, so mummy,
0: yeah. All right, sorry, I'll stop. That's just what's in my head. I'll get over it.
1: So yeah, in the 12th century and growing until the Renaissance times, uh, they were just used mummy, like bits of mummy, in medicine tinctures, maybe tinctures. Eat it. Eat the mummies. Yeah, eat eat a little bit of this mummy. It'll it cure trying, everything.
0: I was trying not to be like it's a spice mummy, yeah. I was trying not to do that, but yeah. then they're eating them, so then. It's a me. It's a mummy.
1: Yeah. So there.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we're eating people. People parts.
1: Because it's good for you. Oh, it'll make your headaches go away. Yeah. Because you'll have indigestion. Uh. You won't focus on it. It'll it like it was like a cure all, almost. It was uh the 16th century surgeon Ambrose Pere. What makes you
0: a surgeon in the 16th century?
1: Uh, you had a knife. Yeah,
0: I just cut this guy. cut this guy up.
1: <laughs> the very first and last medicine of almost all our practitioners claimed. We wouldn't I mean up. the
0: first and last. So you take a piece of mummy, you're just done. You do good. It'll oh, cure oh, anything. Great.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the I forget where he's from, but Paracelsus. He's an ancient medicinal guy. I thought
0: you say he's an ancient man.
1: Well, he was, that too. Yeah. Uh, He said that they would use the mummies. uh, They would treat with herbs before hanging the flesh out to dry of bodies that they would find in sandstorms and stuff.
0: Oh, and just like, oh, we can use this
1: guy. Yeah, not quite the Egyptian mummy, but like it's a like, mummified-ish. He's got powers. He was in the sand left overnight. Yeah, they're basically making jerky.
0: Yeah, it's it's flesh parts. Yep. It's like, what is it? What was that old, it's like, jerky. No, it's like fruit by the foot, but this is like foot by the foot because is someone's foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just eating it. Mm. Flesh by the foot. Flesh by the foot. This. I mean, hey. Everybody wants to use that idea and you candy companies out there, <laughs> some fleshy candies, flesh by the foot, fruit by the foot. If I don't think you're still around, come back for the whore quarter.
1: Yep. Uh, flesh by the foot. Mum, mummy was a significant commodity. Right
0: because they're crazy. Like, you know what? So we're just hoarding mummies. Is that the idea?
1: Yeah. Well, Yes we'll get we'll, we'll get uh, there we'll, sure yeah well this there's is, a whole lot of stuff
0: happening okay i bet there is yeah
1: um but you know eventually people start raiding these tombs of course they would uh not all of mummies are you know in the pyramids and stuff like that it was a big thing yeah uh through egyptian culture and therefore uh it brought about a black market mummy.
0: Of course, it did. Because if you could make a profit off of this dead guy on the ground, why not?
1: Yeah, and you can you can imagine how weird that can get. Uh, there, so some mummies are being sold. Uh-huh. Some are just people that wouldn't be missed.
0: Yeah, I was going to say at some point we're going to make our mummies.
1: Uh, some are cats.
0: What? Don't mummify
1: a cat? Yeah, the Egyptians mummified a lot of cats.
0: Well, they yeah that's true. Well, they that's true. They liked cats. like cats. Well, yeah, they love cats. So, the cats got to follow them into the, uh, into the afterworlds. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just the idea of other people making mummified cats, not for that purpose, just for m- magic. I'm sure it's fine.
1: Yeah. So, criminals, the poor, you know, undesirables, maybe they were just consumed as medicine at some point. No <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, of course. Yeah, especially Uh, if
0: there's a buck to be made. Yeah, sell you this medicine. All you have to do is take this guy off the street, you know, chop him up, wrap him up, mm -hmm. and send him out.
1: Jerk him. What? (laughs) Jerky him? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jerk him.
0: It's a different kind of medicine. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, he's
1: dead. So I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, you
1: hope. Uh, yeah. Just you know, dry him out. Dry him out. Sell him to somebody that needs. uh, They got bruises. And they'll rub mummy meat on it and then eat it, cure their bruises, maybe make a tincture out of it, drink a nice little uh, mummy cocktail.
0: Uh, not a mummy cocktail.
1: Uh, you know what would a
0: mummy cocktail be called? That's a wrap? Yeah. Yep. And we're done. Is that one? That's a wrap. In my, my hotep? Like it's on tap, like a bar. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so not only were mummies being used as medicine, though, because uh-huh. you know what What else mummies, you know, being ground up and turned into a nice little powder no could be idea. used for?
0: I have no idea what else a mummy could be used
1: for. Well, it's like a nice little pigment for blending into your...
0: My what? The paint. We're painting with people? Oh, yeah. We're, we're painting with people. People painting?
1: Yeah. Did Uh, that make
0: my painting magical?
1: What mm, kind of pigments are we using? Necromantic, maybe. Oh, my God. What does that mean? Uh, Of the
0: dead, and it's romantic. Oh, you said necromantic? Yeah. I thought you said macromantic. That sounds huge. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Uh, No. But there was a pigment that was used for its wonderful ability to make natural human flesh tones. And that pigment was, that paint was called Mummy Brown.
0: It's like, hey, I have an idea. I'm painting a person. Yeah. Um, I really want this flesh tone to look like a person. Uh, what if I just use, like, Carl over there? What if, what if I use some
1: people? Carl the mummy?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's not a mummy. yet. we're going to make him a mummy. Yeah. Because uh, we ran out of mummies last week because we were too busy eating them. We didn't know we could paint with them.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, for a long time, the Mummy Brown was an official Paint color, and uh, it was used for a long time. And, like I said, it was known for its flesh tone characteristic. Yeah, who could imagine? Yeah, because it was literally ground up flesh. Yeah, it's people. Uh, and then you know, painted. Uh, it didn't hold up well.
0: Oh, why? Because it was just a cake when it's exposed to light. Yeah, because so, like, people. Yeah,
1: and so it did get kind of out of fashion with some painters and then a lot of them didn't actually know that it was made with actual mummies they just thought it was a color yeah uh that makes and then, sense so like word started getting out and people were like well that's kind of weird that's fucked up and i don't know if i want to use this and it doesn't work great or last long so it kind of went out of fashion for like certain circles yeah but, I mean, it was being made until 1960. I was literally going to guess when we <laughs> stopped doing this, 1970? The mid-1960s. And in an interview with Time Magazine, the owner of the company said they stopped making the com- color because they simply ran out of mummies. <laughs> the, col- <laughs> the managing director of the color-making what, what company, the C. Roberson, said, We might have a few odd limbs lying around somewhere, but not enough to make any more paint.
0: So we're just in Egypt digging up corpses to make paint? And that's a whole market? That's I a whole don't, thing? How
1: long do they have them, though? Because...
0: Where are we making these... What are we doing? Are people, like, selling their loved ones to be paint? Well... Or are you getting all these mummies?
1: Well, people,
0: people are plundering
1: them and just selling yeah, corpses.
0: Right. But, like, so there's the whole, like... Where, hmm. There's a lot of questions I have about the people paint.
1: Yeah, so, well...
0: Like for there to be that many mummies around, mm-hmm. so that it's an established color that people are using up until the nineteen sixties.
1: I don't know how many people were using it until the sixties. Obviously like, enough like that three the business guys. was still there. It's just like three guys. Yeah, but who didn't know that it was still? Well, they can't be making it with real people anymore, right? Well,
0: they don't. The this guy's
1: like, we probably got a few limbs around somewhere.
0: Yeah, the people are like that's fake news. It's not made of people. I just like this paint. How else can I paint these abstract shapes or these 60s mod colors without using mummy people? Yeah, it'd be interesting
1: to see if people actually used it. But it, for the most part, went out of style in the 16th and 17th centuries. So there there probably was just a guy
0: named like... But it was made until
1: 1960.
0: What the fuck? (laughs) No, man. I got nothing here. I have no idea. That's insane. But also somehow very believable, I guess, because people are people. But sometimes people are paint, so what do I know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes people are paint. Yeah. Well, so that kind of goes out with the 17th century for the most part. Yeah. But then the Victorian era happens. Oh,
0: okay. And what do they think is fancy? People?
1: They do think people are fancy. Oh, shit. Especially the, the rich Elite. They think that being able to buy a mummy is kind of a uh, status symbol. Of course, it is. I guess because they end up having parties, yeah. where the main focus of this mm-hmm. party, yeah, the whole like thing that people are really there for. Yeah, there's the food and the drink and the sure. socializing. Yeah, sure. But what everybody really wants is, is to unwrap the mummy.
0: People paint parties? Or were you just taking the mummy apart? Yeah, they unwrap the mummy. I got you something, put a bonnet. Yeah. And then it's already wrapped. <coughs>
1: uh, yeah. So that became like the kind of social light thing to do.
0: We're going to wrap this guy. Hey, you busy Friday night? You want to wrap this guy? Unwrap this guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's so I'm saying. You, yeah. want, you want to wrap this guy? Yeah, I will unwrap wrap that guy. Yeah. You want to wrap his shoulder? No, I want his knee. I want to see what that looks like after a thousand years. Cool. Then yeah. you want to paint with him after? Well, yeah, we'll paint with him. Paint the town. Yeah, so this is around. still
1: like a continuation of like the whole infatuation with each. Ancient Egyptian culture right Sure I mean it yes. still exists to this day Where it's like true. People still talk about the pyramids It's true We still talk about like Because it's such a Weird Well you can't forget it's about It's just so foreign I guess
0: Well and you can't forget about You can't forget about ancient Egypt Because like the pyramids are always there And while well, not like in your face every day Like the pyramids ain't going away They've been here since before any of us Were around and long before anyone else You know They've been there for millennia So like that leaves an impact. Yeah. Like, you'll there'll always be someone fascinated with that because of how long they've lasted. And the culture, why they're there, what they mean. Yeah. I mean, they could be aliens now. Just, just People can't let them. They're just obsessed with the pyramids.
1: Right. And therefore, Egypt culture. Mm-hmm. So, this is also at a time when uh, spiritualism was kind of kicking off, too. Sure. Right? So... It's just a very macabre time, in Uh this way to socialize, I guess. Right. Yeah. So,
0: it's like living a horror movie. You couldn't watch them, so you know people live through that. You know, like it makes them feel better. You know, watching that. So, like this is like just doing these macabre type things, acting out their obsessions with things they are confused by. Mm
1: -hmm. And and part of it was. you could argue brought about because of Napoleon and his army's campaign through uh Egypt. And yeah, for sure. And they would bring back a bunch of curiosities that'll do. That people like didn't really understand and it became kind of the talk.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. That would be foreign to them. Some guy in France gets to deal with like, oh, look at this wrapped up mummy head. Mm-hmm. What?
1: yeah so the uh the th- the thing was some one guy was a surgeon, and a lot of people say that he was the first one to do it, but then a lot of people are like, well, he was maybe the best documented to do it because his was supposedly for more medical purpose, okay, but it was still a big to do a lot of hoopla, yeah, and like it was sold out, okay, like he sold tickets, i guess yes. And it was oh, sold out.
0: It's all because it's all about money, too. All these things with the mummies are being sold, right? Somebody's making a buck off the mummy. Oh, yeah. The,
1: the mummy trade has been going for hundreds of years at this point. And it's just really hitting its all time high with the 19th century. Yeah. So, M- early 1830s, I think, is when he did his. Okay. Uh, his name was uh, Joseph Pettigrew okay and he was claimed to be an expert on ancient egyptian mummies and i believe he was a surgeon as well okay and so that's where the medical side of things come in yeah and yeah they did exactly what it sounds like they unwrapped a mummy the unwrapping uh would start and people would talk, I guess, when he was doing it. Oh, the mummy's coming undone. Well, oh, more like a his... lecture, but... Oh, look at his shoulder. Look at his collarbone. But yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of that, too. Oh, it says. But that then they movie? would, like, as they unraveled the mummy, uh, they would find objects, tokens, cool. amulets. Of course. Jewelry.
0: It's like a Christmas stocking. What's yeah, it's, it's unwrapping presents. Yeah.
1: You're like, wow, look, I bought this mummy for only 200 bucks, and it's got like five grand worth of jewelry on.
0: That's This crazy. is cool. And I get to like poke his eye socket.
1: Yeah. And well, they would take them apart. They'd view them. They'd play with them. Not play with them. That's... They would... I mean, who? who I mean, no. they would... Yeah. By the end of these parties, they would be...
0: Pose for photos?
1: they probably pose for photo. Fo- well... I don't think there's cameras yet.
0: It might have been what 1830s. Pose for paintings. What if they pose for paintings? With, made out of mummy yeah. brown paint. Uh huh. Painting a people out of people paint as he poses with the person.
1: Yeah. Uh, but by the end of the fifth, the mummies were normally totally desecrated, just because. Yeah, they're done. Well, they were done. They were undone. Yeah. They've been. Where's the, I didn't write this quote down, but there was a good quote. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Sure. Uh, at a different mummy unwrapping, a man described it as um, a woman who, and then he says, walked in the sunshine, lived and loved 500 years before Moses, 2,000 years before Christ. And they're just unwrapping her.
0: Yeah, of course. You know. Of, of course, that's what she's up to.
1: Yeah, she's fucked because they don't know how long ancient she is. Really,
0: no, they didn't test her, or do any testing. That's no, but they know she's ancient.
1: So uh, they're saying like she's been like this. She walked the earth before Moses and thousands of years before Jesus. Yeah, isn't this crazy? You wanna you wanna a little you wanna take her foot home because that's what they end up doing too. They end up giving out. Uh,
0: Oh, souvenirs? Souvenirs. Of the person? Yeah.
1: Of course. Bits for collectors. Yeah, just you a, know. Geez, You a want binky. a finger?
0: Just yeah, there you go.
1: They would cut up the bandages and give those as like party favors, so you got to go home with a bit of mummy.
0: Hey, look what I got, honey. What the fuck is that? It's from a mummy. Oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. But yeah, and then people would take their heads home. I mean, the whole thing would just yeah. be dismantled and taken Which,
0: home. You know, the things you do when there's no television. Right. There's no games to play. There's no apps. Video games
1: cause violence, man.
0: You can't play (laughs) candy. Right. Not ripping apart a human corpse that's 2,000 years old. Well, I've never done that. Well, I've never done that. What? Shit. That was shifty. That was shady. Hmm. Interesting. Keep a mental note of that. These side hobbies. I'm just saying, if they had Candy Crush, they wouldn't be ripping up these
1: mummies. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, yeah, mummy parties, like, this whole thing, like, it just became such a, a thing to do, like I said, with the wealthy elite party people. Yeah, they're sick. They're messed up. Uh, they're deranged. They're just going nuts buying mummies. Mummies are at an all-time high in the way that they're being sold.
0: Moving mummies because mummies are money.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, again, where it plays into the, who knows how many people were just killed and many tried out. A lot of these mummies were just people that you knew a week ago. Yeah, because if you think to like what we know about when doctors were getting started and how many murders happened just because they were like, oh, we need a corpse. Well, even just to learn for actual science. You or dig grave up robbing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Or like any of that stuff. Yeah, it's the same idea. For sure. Just, you know, finding
1: bodies. Yeah, and so, mummy unwrapping parties. They still find, like, people still have some of these because they get passed down for generations, too. You're like, oh, that's not real. Oh, shit, yeah, it is. So, let's continue our mummy mania. Yes. Because what I really wanted to get into was... The curse of the mummy. Yeah, how many people are getting fucked up by s- touching these things? Well, that's that was not what I originally thought of going into here. And yeah. here, let me show you this picture, too. Please. Let's see if I can blow this up. This is of a mummy. But this is a photo. So, yeah, they're definitely taking photos.
0: Yeah, I figured. I mean, uh, cameras existed, maybe not. Again, it's the wealthy elite. Of course,
1: they got some cameras. Yeah. And, oh, shit. Why won't the photo blow up? Let's see if you can see it from here.
0: It's a it's a it's a mummy, huh? Is that just a guy?
1: It's a, on the table is like a mummy. You can see it's like legs are just like falling apart and its bandages are like tossed about. Yeah, and then everybody's just standing there posing.
0: Yeah, they're posing very, you know, majestically stoically with their as the probably for dramatic effect, the mummy's hand is hanging off the table.
1: it's still wrapped.
0: It's still wrapped together.
1: Yeah, yeah, the rest of it looks like it's falling apart.
0: Yeah, it's decrepit. And that's one of those things where, like, seeing that photo in, like, actual color would be way more horrifying. Like, if you know, you actually see, with crisp HD detail, this Mm -hmm. thing just ripped apart, this former person, this former living being who's been turned into a party favor.
1: Yeah, I can't tell, but... it's, hmm. It almost looks like this guy's like poking it in the eye with something while he's taking the picture.
0: Oh, God. Never mind. I'm not going to guess what he's poking it with. I c- could tell imagi- you. You can use your imagination, listeners. What do you want the guy to be poking a mummy with?
1: Yeah, so if you could own a, a mummy, you could throw a mummy party.
0: Yep. Like, what do you do with the mummy when it's done? Just throw it in like the yard? You
1: give it away to people. Oh, it all goes home, yeah. yeah. It all goes home. You're like, that oh, we don't have to clean up that anymore. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so the curse of the mummy. That's where I wanted to get into. Yeah. And really there's not, not that much. I think you can speculate on a lot
0: of it. You certainly could.
1: But the actual, like, curse of the mummy. Yeah, how does one
0: define a curse on the mummy?
1: Well, so... It was in 1922 when Howard Carter stumbled across the valley half-buried staircase in the Valley of the Kings, okay. which ended up being uh, the burial site of Tutankhamun.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So everybody knows King Tut nowadays. Oh, yeah. But in 1922 is when it was discovered. Okay. So the tomb was discovered, the staircase that just descended into the earth, I guess, uh, where rubble had to be moved, and the tomb lay untouched. Like, after centuries of grave robbing and stuff, uh, mummies weren't as easily come by, especially, like, untouched tombs.
0: You'd think, right?
1: Yeah, because if if you knew where one was and you were uh, so inclined, that's probably where you're selling mummies from. Of course. Yeah, so it was one of the largest tombs in uh, Egypt that had been discovered. I think it still is up there. Yeah. If not, still number one. <clears throat> But thousands upon thousands of artifacts had lain there for uh, 3,000 years. Yeah. Is what I think they say it, how old it was. Sure. And it was untouched. Nobody had plundered anything until
0: now. Which is nuts, right? We got there. found it. Yeah, we got it. We took care of this shit.
1: But then they obviously removed a bunch of it. Uh, I forget where King Tut is. Is he in the Washington? Oh, shoot. I don't know. The Smithsonian? I don't know. I should find that Where out out he end up?
0: To be honest with you.
1: Well, Google is giving me shit answers. It's oh, just no, telling geez. me he was discovered in the Valley of the Kings. No shit. I already know that part. Right. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here and read the whole article. Sure. So we're just going to move on. It's fair. Uh, We'll figure it out at some point. But, yeah, so a lot of things were removed. Um,
0: yeah, my shit wasn't loading. I was trying to.
1: Stupid. Anyways. But, yeah, f-
0: finally the stuff's getting moved around.
1: Yeah, and so the body is moved, and it eventually it said that the curse of King Tut you know, started killing people. Yes. And weird things would happen to the people that were involved with it. What the fuck? So, it says that uh, the Curse of King Tut was, has claimed more than 25 lives. Oh, my God. And I... Yeah, how do they attack? Could only find a couple stories it doesn't add up to 25 lives no. but i we can go through some of the the highlights i'm guessing is what are the ones i'm finding because people are picking and choosing of course they are because uh, they're all end up being about the same stories that i could find right well the guy that funded the expedition to look for the tomb Uh, well, I'll just read read it from this. Please. This history.com article on the curse of King Tutankhamun. All right. Uh, the death surrounding the alleged curse of the pharaoh began before the tomb was even unsealed. Having telegraphed Carnivron to let him know that the expedition might have found something, Carn- Carnivron was the funder. Okay. Carter was the guy that was searching. Okay. So Carter returned home to find out one of, his, one of his staff to greet him. In his hands, he held a bundle of yellow feathers. Carter's beloved pet canary was dead. Not the canary. What would he do? It says it's not beyond the realm of possibility that a pet can die at any moment. However, it was the manner of the bird's death that led many to believe it was an ill omen of I what mean. was to come.
0: Could be a canary in a coal mine, canary in a uh, tomb.
1: It's in his office, but yes. Yeah, but I mean,
0: metaphorically speaking, the first thing to go is a canary.
1: The staff member heard an odd rustling sound in Carter's office and went to check on the beloved bird. It was eaten by a mummy. They found a gruesome sight. Inside the cage, curled around the bird, was a cobra. Oh, God. A creature synonymous with the wrath of the pharaohs.
0: Concerned for
1: its significance, Carter's staff told him that the snake had been sent as a warning to leave the tomb untouched. Untouched. He laughed off the superstitions and told him to get the snake the fuck out of there. Yeah, bye. Get out of here. Jerk. That was prior to it being unsealed. Yeah. It a warning. Don't yeah, do it. Don't do it.
0: Don't do it. We know what the, you're doing. Don't do it.
1: The wrath of the pharaohs will be upon you. Corporate kill the canary. Next story we have is a f- few short months a- after the successful excavation of the tomb, Lord Carnarv- Carnarvon met his sorry end. Oh, after no. being bitten by a mosquito.
0: Oh, not malaria.
1: Carnarvon nicked the bite with his razor while shaving. Unbeknownst to him, this small cut would lead to a severe blood infection. Oh, my God. Following an intense fever, Carnivron died. At the time of his death, it was reported that a sweeping power outage rolled through Cairo, knocking out all the lights. And meanwhile, back in England, at his home, one of his servants claimed that at the reported time of Carnivron's death, His beloved terrier, Susie, awoke in the middle of the night to howl mournfully before dropping dead.
0: Killing dogs and birds? Hell yeah. Hell yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Man, this
1: mommy's pissed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The next story is Richard Bethel.
0: Okay, what did Mr. Bethel do? He was
1: Lord Carnivron's secretary And he had traveled with Carnarvon. I keep saying it wrong because it's spelled so weird. Whatever. But he traveled with him to the dig site. Okay. He was the second person to enter the tomb, followed closely behind Carter himself. In 1929, Bethel's body was found in a room at an elite gentleman's club in London. He had been smothered to death. His murder remains unsolved.
0: Was he smothered by...
1: Mummy Yeah (laughs) Yep Got him Next we have Sir Archibald Douglas Reed That's not a real person (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't at the site himself But Reed was the radiologist That x-rayed the mummy Before it was given to the specialists at, At a museum Yeah, You can't look at his bones After doing that The next day he fell ill Three days later He was dead Following abdominal surgery well, that sucks. Yeah, so he got real sick, I guess. Yeah, then Maybe I, an appendix? Could be. Either way, he's dead. Yeah, bad. A lot of people going that's, into this tomb come out dead. That's bad. That's That seems to be... Oh, come out dead eventually. Right. But in, like, real messed up ways. Yeah. So those are the... The weirdest ones, those are the highlights, I guess. Okay. Um, So, that's, from what I can tell, that's, like, where the curse really kicks off is when you have this elaborate tomb that has finally been discovered and all these people that are attached to it and the discovery start dropping dead out of weird ways. i said asking questions. Yeah, and, I mean, rightfully so, I guess, but, like... You can also think, if we go through the entirety of our podcast and what we talk about and all this stuff, when you're collecting bits of people sure. and keeping them in your house, sure. you see how maybe a curse could kind of come from that? Yeah, An actual curse? Of course, yes. Or the people that, on the outside, are thinking that there's... Ethical problems with unwrapping these interred corpses and stuff. Yes, maybe like oh, you're gonna get a curse, you and better then, not do that. And then yeah. these weird things happen to these people, and they're like, oh, that see, was the mummy.
0: See, the mummy got you. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, as a warning. People like, we got to stop these people from fucking with these mummies. I could also see the curse of the mummy being something started by people who wanted to steal mummy parts. And be like, you don't want to do that; it's cursed, and they yeah. take it instead.
1: Yeah, I'll take, I'll take it off your
0: hands. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll dispose of it. And they sell it, and then paint a beautiful self-portrait with the mummy brown paint. Yeah, or just eat somebody's toe.
1: Or, oh yeah, that was one thing I missed when we were talking about the Victorian era. Eating toes? No, but they would make like cocktails with the mummy parts.
0: Ah, I mean, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. So, what'd you call? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah. Or, uh. Yeah. Oh. Well, what would you imagine that would be like?
0: Well, what it would taste like.
1: I mean, what kind of Dust? cocktail would you make?
0: Oh, if I made an actual to cocktail? Add to add, to add a, a, corpse parts a dead, into it. Well,
1: probably. A Bloody Mary?
0: A Bloody Mary, that would be fun. I, the, uh, I think the tomato would mix with the actual bones, and I think that would just be like a slothy bleh. So maybe, I feel like everybody's drinking some whiskey back then, right? Maybe. Probably some whiskey. um Gin. Gin. I mean, honestly, probably like three different liquors mixed in with a mummy part or like, like gin
1: and tonic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. There we go. <coughs> yep. Drop yeah. it
1: in. Yep. Yeah. Garnished with a real mummy toe. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a real mummy toe sticking out the ends and you can, you know, like an umbrella mm-hmm. from like some fancy drink. It's just somebody's some guy's toe. Hmm. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah, yep. also, could you imagine the smell? It can't smell great. I know that they're... They're all stinking
0: like, like shit because no one's
1: desiccated bathing. and everything, but, like...
0: The mummies suck. Everybody smells like shit, though. No one's showering. They're all disgusting. Yeah. This is gross. They're wiping their ass with pine cones or whatever the fuck they do. Huh. It's all disgusting. So, like, I don't know what odors... I don't even know what would stand out as a bad odor in that era if you're so used to all this other shit.
1: Everything smells bad.
0: Right. And I mean, an, a very ancient corpse. I guess if your mummy smells terrible, it ain't much. Of, it's probably not a mummy. It's <laughs> yeah. probably been dead for a couple of weeks. This one
1: smells pretty fresh.
0: <laughs> yeah, this guy's—he uh, might have been out like maybe a month ago. Huh? Because otherwise, I think it would just be like bones and dust, right? Like if it's three thousand years old, that's gonna be like dust. not gonna smell like anything. I mean, when
1: you look at pictures of mummies though, and everything, and like I've been to the Smithsonian and yeah, the I've seen the a bu- big yeah, one in, ha- in London. I've been to that one too. That's cool. Uh, but I've seen mummies in person, and they look—they look like jerky. Like, yeah,
0: they're not gonna smell. I don't think.
1: Yeah. They're I bet not. there's a smell.
0: Sure, but not like I don't like, think it's gonna be like. Well, like this the, smells like. Yeah, death like decaying. That, that's over. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's just it's jerky town.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a uh, mummy mania. Mm. It's a wild thing to like read about. I bet, yeah. Um, I wish I had more because I feel like it's the same thing with just googling things nowadays. You're just running into like, if we had more time to like go to the library and read books, I bet we could have come up with sure so much shit. Well, that's yeah, but th- yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Google's now is just a fucking what's the word for it? Like circle every, jerk. Yeah, it's all all the articles are like citing each other. Correct. Or just stealing from each other, correct? And it's just like, okay, well, we're all going to say the same thing, and it's just going to be that across like six websites, correct? Right? Because I know, give me some more detail. stuff about this, right? I didn't have time to go to the library and no. read
0: about. No, each, but ideally, each. ideally, best case scenario with this podcast, we'd have more time to do lots of things, and we'd be able to sit down and analyze a full. Books. So what we can do is just dive online, piece of what we can, expose some interesting stories, and also just you know put a pin in it. Like we know there's more in there, so now we're next time we're just going to oh, go yeah, deeper.
1: Because I remember coming across Mumia back when I did my first corpse medicine episode years ago. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, "That's weird."
0: Well, yeah, the uh, but it also doesn't surprise me just because people are at least not this point in my life. This isn't my first time hearing about, oh, somebody did some fucked up thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. But just eating people. Nothing to do. There's nothing to do. They were exotic to them. They were foreign to them. They were fancy. And they still, it's still old enough to where people thought, like, you know, corpse medicine shit was real. So imagine a 3,000-year-old mummy. What powers does that have? He was put away for, like, his culture's beliefs and his culture's gods. So if you pretend or, well, they wouldn't pretend. They might actually believe it or hope that magic like that is intertwined into his body. Sure. Why not throw them in his gin and tonic? Why not? Uh-huh. Why not lap them up? Yeah, I mean, I picture that's a wrap. Having it's being like a vodka drink in my head, something like that. Maybe with some fruit juice, some kind of fruity concoctions, maybe, and then like a okay, and then you just stir in some like human flesh. Yeah, that's two thousand years old. Uh-huh. So you can chew on it like you chew on a lime. Yeah, but it's like his skin. They're like, this tastes real good, Buford. Do you chew on a lime? I chew on limes, yeah.
1: I don't think I can do that.
0: Yeah, if it's in the drink, I like you know I can chew on it. Yeah, I do that sometimes. If it's like if it's like you know it's been too long since my last drink, I'm like I gotta get another one. I'm just messing with this fucking lime now.
1: I feel like that would what just rock my it blow your mind with. I don't. I'm not big on too sour stuff. So citrusy goodness. Yeah, I'm yeah. not big on that. I'd be like, yeah. like oh, I do not like this. <laughs> Overloaded. Yeah. yeah, I like it in a Modelo. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corona. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so there was some people thought that there could have been respiratory issues with a fungus that had formed on the mummies, and yeah, maybe that. Could be played into some of the illness sure. factors with things, but yeah. I th- I think other people had like disproven that it is. Oh, not tr- it's not three thousand year old bacteria or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, mummies, mummy mania, mummies mania. A lot of it was caused by egyptomania, which was what they called it back in like the, sure, eighteen well, hundreds. yeah it's, it's it when was, a
0: bunch of white people are like this is different than me. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this thing. This is crazy. Oh, my God. They live differently than me? That's wild. Oh, what? Somebody that died a long time ago is, yeah, I want to eat that. Sure, why not? Yeah, I want, I, I'm i used to sticking all those sorts of things in my mouth. Let's stick this guy in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'll chew him up. You'll get powers. Is that his cat? Let me eat that, too. Whoa, dude. The one guy who's like, don't eat the mummified
1: cat. Oh, yeah, I did read that... Uh Because some of these relics or whatever, they get passed down, Uh and it was like, what did one say? It was like the mummified remains of uh, Joan of Arc were supposedly had at one point. Yes, do we eat her? It was just like when they actually analyzed it, it was just a cat. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You couldn't know. Okay. Good job, everybody. Way to go. Way to win that one. Yep. Well, there's your mummies. There's your mummies. Mamiya, it's Mamiya. Mummy. mummy, mummy, can I? Mummy stuff. Mummy, can you eat me tonight? Doesn't work out. That's no, that's working well.
1: No, <laughs> Nothing no, best. No. If nobody knows what you're trying to get at, oh that my god, real if they weird. They don't know
0: about Glenn Danzig and the Misfits. <laughs> they need to get real. Yeah. Google will tell you a lot about Glenn Danzig and the Misfits, and you'll have a treasure trove of information. Yep. Yeah. Mummies. You have mummy stories. You can email us weird and at gmail.com.
1: If you got cocktail um, ideas, let us know.
0: I'd love to know some cocktail ideas. You can leave a review wherever you can do that and tell us your mummy cocktail idea. Uh, I've been thinking of more, but I've also been talking. So I haven't been able to think too much harder than what came out just now. But I know more ideas are brewing. I get it. No pun intended. Alcohol in my mind. But, uh, oh, yeah, and you can, uh, you know, follow us on the Patreon.com. So that's where you're in fear. And, um, yeah, just keep listening. Keep being spooky. It is that time of the year. Mm-hmm. The horror quarter is nearing its dramatic conclusion. I was going to call it a climax, but we could. Fine. Sure. You know, just climax on Halloween. This is what happens <laughs> for the horror quarter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, but for real, stay safe and stay
1: spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.